sometimes reading the book isn't enough. We want to be immersed in an idea or feeling. That's why at Book Interrupted, we've made a playlist for each book cycle. Visit www.bookinterrupted.com to find playlists for each book cycle and member. Or check out our YouTube channel, What's on Your Playlist? Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. This would be something interesting to learn if you could learn it. I just wonder if you could learn it. It's on my playlist, True Colors, so listen to it. And even the single ladies who don't have kids, I find some of that's actually some of the best advice because it's not blurry for them. It's fascinating, the idea of that link. I don't know if that has to do with deja vu. I think it's called synesthesia. But I've been constantly baiting Oprah this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) She hates that. Can you imagine? Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is with love. And we're gonna talk it out. On Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycles from January 3rd to February 13th. It's Leah's book pick, Ever Reading What Happened to You by Dr. Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey. Our earliest experiences shape our lives far down the road, and What Happened to You provides powerful scientific and emotional insights into the behavioral patterns so many of us struggle to understand. This book is going to change the way you see your life. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. I would like to steer things away a little bit from the sad, hope, bleak thing. I There was a comment in there uh, that wasn't bleak, but I thought was interesting. Um, They're talking about like uh, smell and memory, how certain things can cause you to like have a memory and you don't realize it. And they referred to that being like, this might be what deja vu is. And I thought that was very interesting because I get deja vu all the time. And I think like, did I dream this or whatever? And I mean, maybe I dreamt something that was similar because I had an experience and I put these things together, like these smells and these places and stuff. And they just represented themselves in in my life again. Ooh. They came back and uh, and they had this sense of deja vu. And I really like that because I, like, I haven't had deja vu oh. since I read Ooh. that. But when I do, I want to stop and be like, become very aware and look around me and be like, what am I smelling? What am I seeing? What am I hearing? Think about all those things, like all Ooh. the sensations, that mindfulness, five uh, senses type situation where you're like, try to be present and figure out where the memory came from. Did anybody else? I don't know. When that came up, I was like, ooh, that's interesting. I think it's interesting that you get deja vu a lot. A lot. Oh, I get it fairly frequently, I think. Me too. I, but I'm like, I'm the opposite. I wish Kara was here because she would be right on my side with this Me one. Too. And I, yeah, Sarah's in there. You just scienced the fuck out of it, Mare. And it's not that deja vu means no. you're on the right path. And deja vu <laughs> is a sign from the universe, just so you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I probably dismissed that point. I probably was like, that's going, not going in my memory. Yeah, I have like different that's not what deja, deja vu is, doctor. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I do not concur. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I'm like, don't take the, the fantasy the magic. The magic away. Yeah. Yeah, don't take the magic away. Not you, Dr. Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Did you guys, I was listening to the radio, kind of a side topic, but about we're talking about senses and stuff. Have you ever heard of, I think it's called synesthesia. It's when people, there's a lot, quite a few people that have this, that when they have one scent, it connects to another scent. So Ooh, cool. someone will say, see the letter J or something oh, and yeah. it will represent a color. They'll see color oh, yeah, or they'll have that. certain, like, it'll connect, like you'll see or something, there'll music. be a smell. Music yeah. and color, tones. And some people that are, uh, have perfect pitch. The one guy was talking about the how he has perfect pitch because when he hears a certain key, he pictures a certain color. So if he needs, he just thinks of the color and then that pitch comes, the perfect pitch. So it just was, I thought it was fascinating. The idea of that link. I don't know if that has What's to do the name with of deja vu. I think it's called it? synesthesia. Well done. Laird's around. I wonder I'll... if you could train yourself to Hold do on. that. Like that. That's a good thing to look into. 4% fix. fix. <laughs> That's your 4% fix. I'm going to get up and visualize the color <laughs> of one. Just like go in a room of green and like playing like the key of D or whatever. Laird says like, it's called synesthesia. He was listening nice. to the radio with me too. Yeah. Ooh. So how cool is that? Like, I think I was like, I wish I had that. That'd be so cool. If you Brad had, like... loves that. He talks about seeing, seeing sound. Yeah. Well, maybe that's yeah, what he's that's doing. Cool. He comes up with some like, I don't know. Yeah, like they're seeing and there's huh. smell and like different hmm. people have different connections with different things and there's a whole society and stuff of people that, that have this. And This would be something interesting to learn if you could learn it. I just wonder if you could learn it. Well, you got to look it up. Lindsay, you could probably learn the smell one because you could probably associate smells more than other people because of your training. Yeah, I, I think it's something in your brain. Like, I I think, maybe, that's connected somehow. Like, I don't know. This is kind of like something, this is another side of what happened to you, too, maybe. is like it's genetic. genetic. Oh. oh. Oh, is it genetic? It is genetic. Oh. Shoot. Yeah, Laird just said it. Sorry, they did mm. talk about that now. It is genetic. That So a lot of people in the same families have it. So cool. yeah. You might be able to, maybe you can turn it on, Mare. Like, get a 23andMe, see if you have it first. And then you got to... You know what I mean? Maybe That's you can true. epigenetic and like it on, epigenetic right? it yeah. up. Right? Yeah, like, I need to have a lot of methylating factors. Too, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I love the deja vu. Deja vu is funny because like I sometimes I ha- I used to write down dreams. I'm like I'm pretty sure I'm reliving dreams. Like when I was younger, I was like I think this was a dream. I have repetitive dreams. And I used to yeah. write down and then be like when they happen, like where's that journal that I wrote down the dream? I'm like I don't mm. know. I never found them. I think maybe it's just again the something the sense the smells or I don't know sometimes I think that deja vu might be something we don't understand about like time the existence Uh. of like space time where maybe there's something where like you're linking to a past or future consciousness in yourself I don't know I like to think about that I like sci-fi I like that one I like that one a lot glitch in the matrix or a glitch in the matrix yeah very matrixy oh I just watched the new spider-man movie and it's all I watched it yesterday oh isn't it so good is it good we watched it on on friday night it's so fucking good yes i love tom holland so much me too and all of them like all i love them. them together i like but anyways they're matrixy too right this oh. uni- the spider-verse or whatever mm. the multiverse it was so good and it was it's like funny yeah it was, so it funny. was funny like it was it. it's my favorite movie right now you gotta okay. <laughs> we're doing it in a competition so Bear. it's my favorite movie ever okay <laughs> i don't think this would be like you gotta watch out what what where you fall or something there's like a lot oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta or, be careful where you fall that's not gonna ruin anything but it's like pretty hilarious like or like what about when he's funny. like i know how to work in a team 
And then they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we're in a band? <laughs> <laughs> it was really anyway, good. We won't ruin it for you. But Don't really ruin good. it. No we spoilers. Yeah. But it was good. It Very was good. good. Highly yeah. recommend. And did you watch it in 3D? No, but I think I have trouble with 3D because of the epilepsy. Yeah. I've tried it and I'm always like, I get that my spotty sense. Yeah. But like I have this- like, Your tingler uh, starts to tingle? Yeah, it does. I like- <laughs> All of a sudden, my peripheral vision goes, and I like have cut ins of being able to see. So I can't do 3D. I recommend it in 3D for those who don't have epilepsy or motion sickness, because there's a lot of like falling, and it's really good though, super good. There was more than half an hour worth of previews. True, true. It was. Oh, I love previews. That's my favorite part too, Leah. That's my favorite part. I could go to a movie of previews. Same, same. It was yeah. advertised and so a lot of them. There was like they oh. played one Scotiabank commercial three or four times. Oh, oh I didn't have that. Oh. Your theater must need money or something. I think probably. <laughs> yeah, right. I think they do. We only have like the one. Yeah, the one really and COVID, are. right? So they're like somebody, anybody. And Northern we'll Health your... has had more restrictions than like the rest of BC. So well, now you're all back. Now you guys are all on what we have. What are they? The you guys are into the Northern Health restrictions now. Tell me them. How does it change? Well, uh, you can only have 10 people over in your house or one other household. Doesn't matter. Don't know 10 people. <laughs> Next. I don't know about the rest, but I, I was like, they, they put out the restriction. I was like, these are the ones we have already. And Dan's like, no, no. The rest of the province has been free to do whatever they want. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, why are you so restricted? Lower I felt like it would be safer rates. norther. Lower vaccination rates. Ah. Uh, Lindsay, is the new restrictions affecting your work in a positive way or negative? Uh, I, Sarah and I were talking about this on, and I said, well, it's a challenging time to become a manager (laughs) at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, We were like crazy, crazy busy. And then, then now it's not as busy, but we have to like adapt to all the new restrictions. So we have to like go through and reset everything and make sure we're following all these rules and contact tracing Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. So I don't know. It's, it's, well, it's like hard to be a restaurant manager anyway. And now people think they have a hundred percent more right to complain. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. But in the beginning, I think people might've been nice, right? Like, Oh, COVID. Oh yeah. yeah. And now everyone's like, fuck everything. They're they're (laughs) more nice now again, but they have, we have to stop alcohol service by 10 and everyone has to have left the building by 11. So Uh, let's actually public service announcement to any customer quarter to close is not okay. Do not come in 15 minutes before we're closing and order your food, right? The <laughs> owners will encourage it. The servers will hate you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kitchen wants to be cleaning up, I'm sure. Right, exactly. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and in Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. interruption time so today's biggest interruption is and it sounds so silly to be complaining because i am a very lucky lady i got a brand new macbook air Um, my family members went in on it as a big surprise for me it's super duper wonderful and here i am complaining because i'm trying to adjust to the learning curve i'm so used to being like a hp laptop kind of a person and I thought I'd give Mac a try 
totally loving it. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes when you just want to get to the task at hand and your hands almost have like this muscle memory of like, in order to do this, like right click, you do this and just getting all, ah. So the interruption is, is that I am not a perfect technological user and it's upsetting. No, it's not super upsetting. It's just, I'm finding that I don't have a lot of patience for myself. So that is my interruption, is noticing that I'm a freaking spaz. Book interrupted. Done. Okay, can I bring this yeah. back to what happened yeah. to you? Oh, um, no. Okay, yeah. I have another kind of, it's it's a safe, a safe topic about this book. Please. So I'll give a little backstory. Does anybody remember when uh, James Fry, or Frey, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, the author of A Million Little Pieces, when he went on Oprah and got, well, first I believe he went on one time and got praised, and then everyone found out that his biography may not have been as uh, factual as people want biographies to be. I'm still not clear on the situation for why he was skewered, but he was like, Oprah brought him back and like killed him verbally. Mm. <laughs> So I watched that. So, okay, A, I love A Million Little Pieces, still do. Don't care how much of it is true and not. It was really, really good. That'll be on one of my Manuscript Monday suggestions. Can Meredith you explain what it is? I don't know anything about okay, what you're Okay, so A Million about. Little Pieces was supposedly, and I always get the words wrong. So what am I writing if I'm writing a story about myself? Memoir. Okay, so, and I believe it was, there was right. some debate about whether it had the right to be called a memoir or whatever. So or James- autobiography, one right. of those two. Okay, so- right. No, it was a memoir for sure. Okay, like so James Fry wrote, writes his book, it's called A Million Little Pieces. It's, it's about his like recovery from addiction. It's awesome. And everybody loved it. And then some of it turned out to be not completely true. So because he was addicted, he was then like, I can't use any substances ever. And then he like supposedly went to the dentist and had like root canals with no numbing or something like something crazy that everyone was like, holy crap. And it was part of the thing that made the book so impactful to people. But then it turned out that that wasn't really true or uh, maybe him going to jail. There were some pieces that he made more interesting for his book. And when that came out, Oprah brought him back on and was like, like you lie. Like it was like, I, I have the show notes for you, Lindsay. I have clips to okay. give you to post or whatever. Anyway, so I've always remembered that because I thought it wasn't very nice that what Oprah did, even if what he did was worthy of people feeling disappointed or even, you know, I mean, if I don't think he was fully deceptive, but anyway, so she starts talking about how we're like relationally impoverished in the world we're not really listening to each other and disconnections making us more vulnerable. And then Dr. Perry says something. And then she says, I see it all the time. Someone makes one mistake or something they said a long time ago resurfaces and cancel culture takes over. No one wants to listen to each other. So in this book, Oprah is, you know, kind of saying that's not cool. And I immediately being Jane Fry's biggest like defender since I saw that first one was like, what are you talking about, Oprah? Like, that's really hypocritical of you because that's exactly what you did to James Fry. Then I Googled it because I was looking for the original attack and I found, lucky for Oprah, no, just kidding, like I'm going to go get her. Um, but I found <laughs> <laughs> that like she that. apologized to him. Because she recognized that she did a faux pas. So she can say that because she's not a hypocrite because she already did take care of her business. So I have the link to that too. Like, so I don't know if it was an interview or 20 years later or whatever it was. <laughs> this is me reporting my details so inaccurately. <laughs> I'll probably get skewered by Oprah next. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then uh so I but she Oprah listens to us. Same, and I hope that she gets mad at me. <laughs> like right? never... just, just so she calls me on the show. I'll take an Oprah beating yeah. so I can get on TV for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. Do your That's work, why Oprah. I don't tell my facts accurately. I'm, but I've been constantly baiting Oprah this whole time. <laughs> she hates that. Can you imagine? <laughs> One year. So you mom. said this, but yeah. actually this. Oh, look, I did it on purpose. <laughs> so, um, but she does. She apologizes. She explains, like, I was really righteous. Like, she just really identifies where she went wrong in that interaction. And I want to give props to her because... And what felt really hypocritical, she already was well aware of and, and managed it very well. And like, I think that they're friends now. I think they like email and, and whatever, like she mended that. So that was something I've been holding on to because I, that was like, <laughs> like I'm most proud because I sourced the whatever sources <laughs> so that I could give it to Lindsay. Cause usually she's like, I'm going to need to know where you got that from or whatever. And I have it already saved for you. Thank you. you or I welcome. like will have to look for it. And I'm like Googling right. like what you guys said and some weird words. And I'm like, and, um, and, yeah. And I don't give enough information, accurate information to actually find it. Right? You're like, she said it was Oprah, <laughs> but it turned out it's Cindy Lauper. What the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I wanted to I can't think of a, like a more opposite <laughs> person. <laughs> like, like literally, if you put like Oprah into a computer and you select an opposite, <laughs> it spits out Cindy Lauper. <laughs> how did you even get those two in your brain at the same time? Yeah, yeah I don't know how I did that. <laughs> I like thinking about Cindy Lauper. I love Cindy Lauper. I think I think about her more than other people do. You think about her more than other people? I do think about her. Really? I think I think, no, more than other people do. I don't think you know. Really? Like, I don't know if a lot of people think about yeah. Cindy Lauper a lot. But sometimes I'm like, man, she was so good. She is so good. She's so good. Whenever she's, whenever I hear a song that's her song that someone's covering, I was like, man, Cindy Lauper, she's great. She is. Yep. I think the same thing all the time. She's so unusual, that album. Oh, that album is fantastic. Oh, I don't love her. <gasps> you don't like Cyndi Lauper? No, I don't like her at all. I don't think I do. I don't think I've invested enough into... Listen to She's Unusual. Listen to the album and try not to love at least one. Yeah, listen to sh the whole album from beginning to end. Yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to a Cyndi Lauper. I can only think of time after no, time. overplayed. Beautiful song, but in this fight, you need to listen to the album to get your appreciation back to where it's supposed to be. The whole album. Yeah, true, true. What other song? Girls Just Want to Have Fun? That's her, isn't it? Girls Just Want to Have Fun. That's my two Girl, reference points. True Colors. True Colors. True Colors. So yeah. True Colors okay. is one of my favorite songs in the whole world. It's the best. It's on my playlist, True Colors, so listen to oh, it. There you go. My kids love True Colors. They sang it. It's adorable. Cute. But probably because it, it was in Trolls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just get mm -hmm. that album, She's So Unusual, Leah, and like maybe you could commit to listening to it one time from beginning to end. I'll even okay. allow you a fast forward of Girls Just Wanna yeah. Have Fun and Time After Time. Fast if forward, you want. Girls Just Wanna Have yeah. Fun. Because the other songs are really good too. True Colors, I can skip, I know that one. Okay, I'm on it. You know what? I'm gonna put it on my to do list. <laughs> yes, yes. Can I say one more thing about the book before we uh, yes. wrap it up? Wrap up, because it's soon. The one thing I liked that we've gone over and over in the podcast about and that's come up in this book is the idea of community and raising children, which I thought was really important. And I know Sarah talks about it in Senegal and we've talked about it a bunch about how, you know, the book says like just because maybe your parents aren't there as much 
if you have a steady community of people who are there to support you, then if something like if one of those adults or one of those people isn't able to be there for you, say they have postpartum or whatever, if you have that community, then those children are also just going to be just fine. And so I thought that was just a nice way to kind of, you know, talk about that topic again, about how important or the how village our, is. Yeah, the villages. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Yes. How important the village is, which came well, up in Sapiens as well and came up in, you know, like we're, I feel like we're circling all these themes over and over. Yeah. Like that. That's been very present. I didn't, I'll link it back to the book, but I was just thinking about, I had therapy earlier this week and I talked to her just talking through an issue, like a parenting related issue. And it really made me think about how I have not developed a community of friendships with people who have children or at least children my age and <laughs> like the school friends and whatever it's like you kind of like kind of know them but it's really just drop off and pick up stuff but I need to I'd really like to work on developing a community of one or two friendships with women who parent in the same style that I do because it's one thing to ask opinions of people but when they don't have the same kind of base ethos that you do around parenting like what's the point you're just gonna not agree or it's not gonna be maybe not agreeing is good often but it's yeah I don't know the example per se but it's well, like if you're looking for support you probably want people that are on the same page same rather page, than or a at complete least like they're not departure in, like into the same things that I'm not into doing like for instance a really easy one is spanking I think at this point in 2021 I think it's often that's an easy one I could get into minutiae but I think it would be boring on like parenting differences yeah so that that really rings true for me it's like I haven't really made a community I don't know my friendships that I'm I guess I've developed all the single ladies, <laughs> all the single ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to build that community too. Like, I don't know where. You don't know where to start. Both, I haven't made a new my friend in so long. We're kind of like home, homey people. We like, we stay, stay home yeah. in a quiet house. Same thing. I'm trying to like make an effort because if I can build a community with the people who my daughter, the families that she's in class with then yeah. it's nice because then you can say, can you pick up my kid at the end of the day? Or I'll pick up your yeah. kid or you got a thing going. Why doesn't your kid come over here? And yeah. we can, you know, you can get these close relationships, not with the, not just with the parents, but with the kids too. Cause you know, kids love being loved by a ton of people. And it's you know? been such a weird time to raise, I think, to like introduce your kids to these, they've been at home and then now they're in school and it's a whole different level of interaction. And we've been forced to, for almost two years, not have community. And now yeah. it's like, boy, the scales feel unbalanced. So I think that is such a good point, Lindsay, to make that it's like, we need each other. And even the single ladies who don't have kids, I find some of that's actually some of the best advice because they're not, it's not blurry for them. And I don't mean single necessarily, like childless. And maybe men, I don't talk to men about kids stuff often, but maybe them too. It's kind of interesting when you talk to people without kids, it's just, they see it clearly sometimes. Yeah, more obviously. So I don't want to. So Lindsay, let me have it. <laughs> yeah, I have a community here, so it's really easy. Like right now, my kids are with my friend who has a daughter that my daughter's friends with. It's gotten to a point where now she's like, oh, if you have a show, no problem. They just come to my house. And she's actually flying today to Spain. She's like, oh, I don't leave for the airport till 7.30. No problem. And that's like a half an hour before the show ends. I was like, 
okay, if you're okay with it. She's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then my other really good friend is her daughter's best friends with my daughter. But I think yeah. it's just easier here because a community is so easy. Like for me, I'm more guarded where so yeah. many people are trying to be like, get in your business. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Even these, even my friend, Monica, who have my kids right now, she, she, I think she had to work on it. Like she was just always like, do you want to go to this? There's something going on. Like she was always like inviting me until slowly she was like chipping away and she would start like with things that all the kids could, we could take the kids to. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And then eventually I'm like, oh, like we're really good friends now, but mm -hmm. it's me, right? But community is super easy here. It's just mm -hmm. so easy. Mm -hmm. And then also I have a large family unit and I know I don't have to worry. Like I don't even have to ask. I could literally drive to my family's home and drop off my kids for a sleepover for numerous nights and come back later. And no one will be like thinking that's weird. They would just be like, okay. See you in a couple days. I guess they live you know here now. Like, it's just like, I yeah, we're all the family. It's just normal. Yeah. Like, we're a family. Like, they don't think of the nuclear family. Yeah. It's uh, a family, right? Yeah. So I'm lucky here. It's nice to have, yeah, just to feel supported, really. Just yeah. Like Mary said, like, can you pick up my kids? Or like, I have a show. I forgot we had the, the, the recording today until three days ago. And I was like, oh, she's going to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's here like oh no they're gonna be so loud i know i think um, i was thinking like it's really sad that it's like i have i pay a therapist to talk about things that i'm worried about because i don't i haven't developed any sense of community of people that i don't know i don't think that's sad i it's sad well, if, you're, if you wish you had some friends to also talk about it with but i think once you get those friends yeah you maybe keep not your sad. therapist yeah i guess so i don't know it made me feel something I, I probably alone it. though because you're like i'm paying someone lonely. for the things yeah yeah, yeah that i feel, feel like i could get somewhere else yeah i think it's another i was saying talking to my husband about that i think that's another symptom of the individualist society because yeah. there isn't that many therapists here because like i think about problems that happen in people i know or my family or whatever it's immediately everyone's calling everyone people are going to people's houses ever like it's <laughs> in everybody is on it like you have a problem, mm -hmm. we are all coming to figure out how we can make that a solution for you mm -hmm. and make things better. So once again, you could be at peace. Like it's immediate. Mm -hmm. It's not like, I was actually talking to someone recently and they were talking about Canadians because they did yoga with some Canadians. They're like, oh, you're Canadian. And they said, uh, they're like, Canadians are really nice, but it's something, there's something like, they're very nice and they care about you, but then they stop. Yeah, they feel sympathy wall. and they'll help you to an extent, but that's your issue. And then they're gone. And then they're like, yeah, this it's very bizarre. And they're very nice while they do it, but it's very <laughs> strange. And then they just stop and then they go. And you're like, well, I told you my problem. Yeah, it's not solved <laughs> yet. Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you going? Yeah. Like, I feel like I have trouble asking for help. Right. Like yeah. I have trouble asking. The reason I saw Spider-Man is because uh, we were given tickets to a private viewing in the theater oh, uh, from our old re realtor. He gives us he gives all his clients something at the end of the year, but he's also a friend. Then we were like, well, we want to go, but they had to limit tickets. They, we couldn't bring the kids because because of um, you know space and stuff and how many people were allowed to go. And so I was like, oh, maybe she could babysit. I'm like, actually, maybe we should just ask our friends if our kids can go there for a play date. <laughs> for yeah. you know whatever three hours or whatever it was it ended up being four because there was over half an hour of commercials 
it's um, a long movie yeah and uh they were like yeah and I was like oh okay well that was super easy because yeah. if they asked me I would be like bring them over bring them over right I love having you know and I love those kids I have love for them and they have love for me and it's nice because you see them and you hug them and you know they want to show you stuff and that's nice right that kind of yeah. um it's hard to ask maybe yeah. that's because I'm Canadian it's hard to ask yeah maybe that's the maybe Canadian culture and I maybe. I don't know yeah, there's some like subtle impl- implication that like if you ask for help, you somehow are weak. It's all wrapped up in you the failed. individualism, right? Yeah, you, you should failed. like, you can do it on your own and you like meritocracy, like all of it, right? Because mm-hmm. asking for help means you're doing it with someone else. Well, that would be collective and we don't do that here. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, like, and all people want everyone to be a team player, but not, you know, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Not needy. Don't be, don't be needy. Player. You can ask for help, but don't be needy. Yeah. But it's also, yeah, like you ask for help and then it's like you owe somebody something. Like I think Canada's a lot are like that. It's like it's like, oh, I have to ask them for help, but then then I need to do something for them. That's how I feel. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Now I have to have their kids over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pretty much. I struggle with this a little bit with like do you guys feel this way? Like if somebody invites you over for dinner, then you're like, do I have to do it next? Yes. Yes. I think like it from my mom. She's like, I we've done we've done dinner the last three times. And I'm like, so did you invite them? And she's like, yes. And she's like waiting, like they owe me a dinner now. I'm supposed <laughs> to go to their house now. And I'm like, yeah. I have like, and I don't believe that. But whenever someone asks me over for dinner, I'm like, well, they're not coming to my house. So I guess it's friends off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Personally, if I invite someone over, I don't expect them to invite me over necessarily. I'm okay with that. But I think there's a culture where it's like, well, I went now, it's your turn. And now it's my turn. And then it's your turn. And uh, sometimes it's nice to have those friendships where they realize that maybe one member of that friendship finds it more stressful to have people over or whatever, for whatever reason, because of what happened to them. That is they, that is to hard loop to do. it back. Yeah, right? to loop it back. It's hard to do that sometimes, and so I tried. To... There was an incident with a baked ham. <laughs> I never that have caused, people. It caused me some large tea trauma. <laughs> um, there's this friend that I I met through work, and he travels and stuff. So whenever he's in town, we have him over for dinner because you know usually if you travel and you you uh, per, you would take somebody from the mill out to dinner to a restaurant. But if you travel all the time, you don't want to eat in a restaurant all the time. So we have Again. to go over instead. Right. It's much nicer to be in someone's house. And like, there's a little tea trauma for him. I think every time he comes, the dinner, for some reason, things that I've made many times before become a disaster. Like every time he comes, like I made like a chickpea curry. The chickpeas were fully cooked. They were like kind of hard in the middle. And he's like lactose intolerant. And I'd put uh, extra milk. There. And he's like, oh, is there ghee? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I know you're not just a He's like, it's okay. I've got, he always has the pills and stuff. Oh, thank but God. Like, all these little things. I can't remember. There was another one where I was like, I'm sorry. This is a disaster again. <laughs> um, Don't Maybe just order in next time. There you go. There yeah. you go. Good solution. Oh, man. <laughs> but like, but again, so I try to offer without, you know, because it's hard for people to ask for help. And they'd be like, well, how can I, can I pay you? And stuff like, no, no, no. We're just building community. That's all this is about. Just like, if you need yeah, help, I'll help you. you and that's it. Because just because we're building community, right? I think that's a good mm-hmm. enough reason. Um, yeah. All right. I'm going to start taking. But, not you eating. know, 
<laughs> I think you got the message wrong a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to start at the other end and work my way there. <laughs> See how far, how far along yeah. I have to go. Exactly. I like it. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. A book club is just a book without members. Join the community by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or sign up for exclusive content through our website at bookinterrupted.com unpublished. We'd like to give a big shout out to our listeners. Your support makes this all possible. Thank you for the uplifting feedback and for recommending us to family and friends. We love hearing from you. Please reach out through our website at bookinterrupted.com fans or by emailing connect at bookinterrupted.com. We appreciate you for taking time out of your busy schedule to connect with us. See you next time on Book Interrupted. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. Mm. nightmares and the depression and like me being in a bad mood and me yeah all of it like I was just like snapping and now the journey to recovery or or healing not recovery healing that could accomplish the same thing well (laughs) well, hopefully don't accomplish the same thing because there were some people that were very upset (laughs) this book so (laughs) maybe they could and it's like one of the only really healthy escapes oh that's perfect ending book interrupted Never forget, every child matters.